all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Secret recipe isn't so secret. Need more bacon. Sounds good. Atlantic Canada's online station. The station that keeps you rocking with today's hottest music and yesterday's hits. Rocking Atlantic Canada and beyond. We're hitting gems broadcasting. Coffee House is on the air. And good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining me on Carla's Coffee House. Uh, pretty excited tonight. We're going to have some really interesting guests on the show it's going to be a double header first we're going to have adrian sutherland from midnight shine northern ontario's new hottest band they've been around a little while but uh they're still making headway uh, throughout this country people are still getting to know who they are and what kind of music they provide and it's awesome uh second up we're going to have around 7 30 ish we'll say we're going to have John Murhead, and he is from London, Ontario. So tonight is an Ontario kind of night. So n- we're going to play you a song off the um, the new album, High Road. Oh, wait. Hold on. we got a call coming in right now. Just a second. And hello. Hi. Hi. Is, yeah, is this Adrian? Hi, Adrian. You're on uh, Carla's Coffee House, and we're live on the air right now. Oh, great. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was just getting ready, Adrian, to play uh, your title track off your album, um, High Road. So would you like to tell yeah. your fans just a little bit about that song? Yeah, sure. It's, it's, uh, High Road is actually the title of the third album that was released back in February. 2018, and the song is really about taking a high road when things are getting a little, a little tough, and not wanting to give people the give the energy to people that kind of just suck your your energy away. And uh, it's really about you know just taking a high road. It's really just it's like the name of the song. Noah, did you have a, a particular experience where uh, that actually drove it home to you? Growing up in in Ottawa, Piscat, and particularly that song came from a more recent, more recent experiences in my professional career, and and uh, you know I, I know I'm not in, in uh, I I know I don't want to fight with people, and uh, um, I guess that was sort of my my fight my fight back song. Yeah, well, I think that's a lot of people's fight back song. It's funny, but uh, small communities, no matter where you go, they all seem to have the same um, grain that goes through them. I mean, there's not much to do except uh, sometimes 
gossip and get yourself into trouble that you really wouldn't do if you were in a larger metropolitan area. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. Sometimes the smaller community, the, the gossip and and uh, the talk can run, run pretty rampant. Yeah, you think with the internet that would calm down a little bit. They could talk about somebody else, but it just seems to have perpetuated it. <laughs> yeah, Facebook has perpetuated uh, all that stuff here in the community. <laughs> yeah, sh- sure has. You're sitting side by side talking about uh, talking to each other about the guy that's sitting just on the other side of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to give this a spin, Adrian. Uh, High Road off the third album from Midnight Shine. I gave you my best every day. You wanted
Wireless Country Mile on HGB Canada, and I'm with Adrian Sutherland. And uh, Adrian, where are you right now? Are you in Attawapiskat, or are you somewhere else in Ontario? No, I'm in uh, Attawapiskat. I've been home for a few days, and uh, I'd be happier, more happier to be home. Getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, we're starting to kind of make you know make that shift into Christmas and holiday mode um, slowly, but we're getting there. It's kind of hard. Like you guys, have you been on the road a little bit in the last little while? Um, well, we we finished our tour in the uh, fall, um, and sort of uh, we're supposed to be on a high uh, three month hiatus until the new year, but that didn't happen. Uh, there were some other opportunities that had come up, um, uh, which is good. I mean, uh, I'm not definitely don't want to be turning away opportunities that are coming our way. So I know, you know, even though I wanted a break from everything, that I thought it was important for me to just continue, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities. Oh, absolutely, yes. So, like, I've been listening to Midnight Shine for. Well, it must be three or four years now, maybe even longer. How long has the band been together? Yeah. Um, it'll just over. It'll be eight years uh, in the summer, August. We've been together since 2011, uh, August 2011. Wow, time flies. <laughs> yeah, it's been. Uh, it certainly doesn't feel like eight years, and uh, you know, it's just everything. Just seems like it flew by. You guys must have a really tight-knit relationship because music's pretty hard on relationships, even band relationships, and you see them, sometimes they don't last very long, but eight years is quite significant. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with the other guys? Well, we haven't killed each other yet, so that's <laughs> good. <laughs> Always a good sign. We, uh, yeah, no, well, we've been, you know, we've been through a lot as a band, uh, think we're just like any other band out there they have they go through all your growing pains and you know there's uh, things we learned about um business pretty quickly that in, in this industry um we were able to kind of, um get ourselves out of trouble with the help of our team um and once once we put all that behind us i think it made us even stronger as as a group and made us want to work even harder to show the industry that we're not going away we're here to stay and we want to keep bringing the best music we can how do you how do you find breaking into the the industry can, can you define that like is it uh, step by step province per province is it what are what are you actually saying when you say telling the industry um, can you describe that for our listeners that may may not really have a clear idea of what the mu music industry is like in Canada sure I mean right from the right from the beginning we've been trying to build our fan base here locally in in the area we're from and we've done that and we began to branch out from there into the rest of Ontario particularly southern Ontario which is for most bands in Ontario um, begin to try and break into the industry because Ontario, Southern Ontario has such a big market. Um, most of the population uh, um, is in the province of Ontario, or sorry, in Southern Ontario. 
so and you know i think uh, you know look back and look at how much ground we covered as, as, a, as a band i think we've come a long way and you know we've we've been turned away by commercial radio uh, because our music is just not quite doesn't quite fit the formula for for uh, you know to put in to put into regular rotation and in, into commercial radio and that, that's a little hard to swallow sometimes when, when you're trying to get your music out and and, and have commercial success when the people that are making those decisions don't really feel your music or they don't really support your music. So that, that's a bit challenging and, and I think could be uh, a little bit uh, discouraging too, I think, for, for a lot of people. But I know for me personally, uh, we're, we're not, you know, we haven't really conformed to the industry and um, we've kind of been you know, bending the rules, I think, in terms of our songwriting and, and our music that we've been putting out and the content of our, our music and, and the context, you know. It's, we're, we're singing about, you know, things that are important to us and we feel like there's an onus on us as Indigenous artists to kind of raise, raise, uh, um, I think, raise the, or shed light on some of the issues uh, that our people are struggling with in Canada. Absolutely, and uh, I I think that is so important that any folk music or any music that country rock, it, it always told a story of, of a people, of a locale, of a, of a situation, and some of that music has gone by the wayside, and you don't hear the stories anymore, um, and I find that people are hungry for it. And they want to hear it through a safe medium like music, where they can quietly take it in and consider it and think about it, and uh, not be judged for it. And music is such an important platform for that. Great. Now, your songwriting from the time—how long have you been writing songs? Um. Well, I wrote for all three albums, um, so I guess. I've been writing quite a bit in the last 10 years, I would say. Even before that, I was always trying to write songs when I was, you know, performing as a solo artist. So I've been probably, for sure, for the last 10 years, we're trying to write, you know, um, good songs. Uh, uh, I've written a lot of songs, a lot of crappy songs, too, uh, over the years. So, But I, when, I, when I first started to get interested in songwriting i was uh 18 years probably around 17 18 years old and i just I remember trying to write a song for uh for my girlfriend at the time who was, who was my wife now uh and uh it, you know it was the cheesiest corniest song i've ever written i'm sure <laughs> um, but that was probably my earliest memory of writing a song i'm sure she still likes it though <laughs> It's that first one, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so congratulations on, on actually being in the music business and, and being uh, married, because that's definitely hard on a relationship as well. Coming from a musical family myself, I know it can be it can be challenging at times. But um, now I wanted to ask you, like for your, your songwriting, um, how do you choose what song is considered garbage i made quotation marks here that nobody can see that you consider garbage and 
ones that should be on an album. Is there a process? Is there a band process, a team process? How do you go about that? Well, um, primarily, I, I always, you know, value the input of others, and whether it's a producer or the team that I'm working with or the others in the band, um, I'll have them put on my songs. And most times, they're, you know, positive and uh, there's not too much pushback from, from the rest of the team when I'm, in terms of my songwriting. Um, there are times, though, where, you know, nobody's really feeling a song um, or even, you know, songs um, that we, we chose as a group uh, or the producers chose uh, that, you know, don't quite become favors uh, of, the, of the band. And um, But, I mean, I guess it's all part of it. Me personally, I know when I began to uh, record the first album, I found it really, really difficult when when people started changing and trying to rearrange my songs and, um, and adding in parts that I didn't really, really thought were uh, going to, you know, make the song any better. So it was really hard because, uh, you know, I really had to just kind of go with it and not be so rigid and just allow sort of the process to unfold. And eventually some of those songs really started to grow on me, um, you know, uh, after hearing the, the new, new additions or, uh, to the songs, uh, I started to really uh, like and enjoy listening to them. What's your favorite one that you've written so far and put on an album? Oh boy, there's, uh, I guess one that I always come back to is Leatherskin. Uh, it's on the third album. Uh, I don't know, there's just something about that song that I really enjoy uh, singing and um, I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, I think the producer I work with was really able to capture the, you know, the, the emotion and, and the magic behind that song. Wow, wow. You know, uh, I've I've listened to this album and I've listened to the one before and pieces of, of your first one and I've really seen um, um, Midnight Shine coming into th their own. Like you guys were like quite raw, like I, I don't know how to explain it, but it seemed like it was like, you know, raw rock when you when you first started. And now there's this this really intelligent, not that that wasn't intelligent, but there's this this move into this intelligence and this sound that it, it, it excites me. It's a purely Canadian type of sound that you won't hear from just any any band across the world. It's very unique, and it's very signature of Midnight Shine, and it's got these cool elements in it of rock, of uh, in indigenous sounds, and it's, and it's got this 90s flair to it, yet at the same time, it's totally modern. It, it's fascinating to listen to the music. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I really I really had fun doing doing that last record. Um, it was really uh, an opportunity for me to get a lot of my ideas down, and I um, just couldn't be more happy with how, how it turned out. So what I know we're getting kind of short on time here because I think uh, you have to go. But I wanted to ask, what's next for Midnight Shine? What's the plan? Well, we want to. Well, just did our first video, which we released uh, uh, a little while back, 
and we have two more videos that are going to be released in the new year so i'm really looking forward to getting those out um they turned out amazing they were all shot in Atawapiskat. i can't really tell you too much about the other two and we want to we want to record a fourth album this is something now we're, we're kind of working towards within the next year i'm going to be songwriting uh, all winter and probably into next summer so i'm excited to be working with a lot of um you know great people and songwriters and people that want to work with me which is pretty uh humbling for me and and uh, to know that people are, are wanting to sit down and write songs with me you know so some you know kid who grew up in the far north uh as far away from the music industry as possible <laughs> You know that's that's something that that I appreciate. I, I was reading some some of the press that came out, um, and it was a little while ago now, um, probably quite a few months ago. I think it was before I came from New Brunswick back to Ontario, and y- there was a little article uh, about talking about how you guys are mentoring um, younger people that want to get into music or maybe didn't even know that they they had a had a desire to express themselves through music. And I thought that was very important because you eh, you don't really see a lot of it um, today, um, that kind of giving where, especially where there's a social concern behind it, you know, to uh, uh, get people to connect with the music. You know, do you know what I mean, Adrian? Like sometimes when we take yeah. music and we use it as a social tool, we ruin the music and vice versa. But you guys seem to have such a wonderful blend on how it it's there's no separation. It's it seems to be all yeah. one section. It's just one seamless, spirit. Seamless, yeah. 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 No. Uh, you know, it's important for us to get back to the communities that we all um, come from and live in, and even beyond that. I think Indigenous communities are a very small community and. I think it's important for us to to make sure that we're doing our uh, fulfilling our responsibilities as you know good good and good indigenous people, but not only that, but uh, good Canadians. You know, to to want to help um, our fellow Canadians, our fellow indigenous brothers and sisters when when we see that you know help is needed. And I think uh, when you look at the work that we're doing around, um, particularly uh, some of the social challenges and social issues that exist in, in Canada's uh, far north communities and also you know now starting to get back and you know running music programs in the schools and trying to bring arts and access to arts for, for kids who who normally wouldn't wouldn't have had access to to, to to the arts in the school so you know we're certainly doing our part uh, you know as best we can with the little resources we have and we still you know we still find time to to uh, you know um you know, I, I want to, I wish this had been like an hour or two interview because there's so much that I would love to cover with you tonight. Like just, just have a really candid conversation, but I know the time is short. So in our last minute or two, um, could you just tell our listeners who's in the band, where they're from and, um, maybe how to get a hold of your music? Absolutely. Okay, so first we have Stan Ludig, who's our bass player. He's from Moose Factory, Ontario. Uh, Zach Tomatuck, who's our guitarist, he's from Moose Factory, Ontario. 
and there's myself, of course, Adrian Sutherland, uh, the singer, frontman, and I'm from Attawapiskat. And we just recently began working with Charnel Mino, who is from Norway House, Manitoba. She's a Cree First Nation drummer from the band Trinket Pretty. So we've been working with Charnel since the summer, and our former drummer left us about a year and a half ago now, um, who was with the band for football for, for, for uh, since the beginning anyway. And we've been lucky to, to be able to to uh, find this, find her now, and she's been really great, and she she fits uh, in nicely with the gang, and we look forward to continuing to kind of work work uh, with with her now. That's really really awesome. So, um, do you think we can do this again? Absolutely, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. Uh, I uh, I don't mind doing doing this stuff. Uh, I don't think I've ever turned down any opportunity to talk to. Uh, anybody on radio or, or from the media, it's, it's always, uh, I think it's part of it, and I think it's important for me to do this, uh, these types of um, uh, interviews. I absolutely do, too, because it's um, it's just fascinating. When people get a chance to, like, just, you know, hear us chatting and having a conversation and talking about things, you know, and maybe we can set it up um, the next time for, um, we could get some people involved so that, uh they can ask questions, and uh, we can do uh, a lot, lot more promo before we actually. And maybe the other guys, uh, if we could catch us all together, we might be able to even do a video interview on on the air. If that's another thing that we could do. But I want to thank you yeah. so very much tonight, Adrian, for um, you know, be patient with me. You know, I'm I'm juggling about fifteen thousand things all at the same time as well. And uh, I really thank uh, uh, the people that you work with as well because they're, they're great people. Roseanne and Eric are awesome people. And um, I'm going to take it out with, uh, I, I picked this one. There were so many I could have chose, but I thought I'd take this out on Velocity. And uh, how can people get a hold of Midnight Shine to download the tracks? You can, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes. You can also go to our webpage. Uh, com. We're on every social media platform. So, yeah, hit us up and we're not hard to find. All right. Well, thanks, Adrian, so much for joining us. And uh, I hope we'll be talking again soon. I hope so. And thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye now. That was Adrian Sutherland from Midnight Shine. And we're going to take this part, this segment out on Velocity. Just take a deep breath. 
in my bed, it's time for a break. I've been long gone, heavy eyes, oh no, but I feel your touch. <laughs> and here we go. Second half of Carla's Coffee House. <laughs> that I want to talk to you about just before we go and call John, Mar I think it's Marhead, but he's going to have to correct me on how his last name is sounded out. I tried to be phonetically correct, probably screwed that up. That's okay though. But I want to let you know, we do have a contest running. Um, may go past Christmas because we're not getting much action on it. But if you get five of your friends to like H uh, HGB Canada's main page on Facebook or a combination of liking the page and getting members to join the group so that we can be more proactive in letting you know what's on the station and when. Um, there's a $25 either Apple or Google Play certificate in it for you so that you can go grab your favorite indie artist music. Right now, who's in the lead is Stephen Lawrence. He managed to get one guy to sign up. So don't forget that's going on. You can also check out all the great new shows that are coming to HGB Canada. Now we're, we've got a amazing three hours of the best blues that you're going to hear, Indie Blues, coming to us. And that's going to be Saturday nights at 10, right after Brand Spankin' New Indie, which is another new show. And that one comes on, I believe, you'll have to check the web page, and I will too, sometime around 7, I think. Yeah, I think it's 7 or 8 o'clock on Saturday night. And that runs right through. Vice versa. Anyway, Saturday nights is packed. Also, we have a new show that just signed on with us uh, yesterday, and that is New Music Food Truck with a bunch of indie music, alternative indie music on there. It's part of Ion Music Magazine. It's going to be awesome. 
And then, of course, you've got uh, regular shows that have been with us for a while, like the Gossiping Heifers. They're on on Wednesday nights. And we have the Wolf's Den from Nova Scotia, which uh, is great every Monday night. Atlantic Indy is getting kicked off, so it's slow coming in, but it is coming in. And uh, that's also from Nova Scotia. So we've got a lot of lineup starting to build up. We also take donations. If you'd like to throw a few bucks our way to help us stay on the air, that we would greatly appreciate it. It's just me, me trying to keep it all together all by myself, and I do okay. Yeah, I'm patting myself on the back just because I need that once in a while. So we're like an all-genre radio station. We play country. We play uh, not so much rock. We do play rock, um, but we play a lot of things, blues, folk, and country, and if rock happens to fall in there, that's great. But we we have a sister say station, affiliate station uh, uh, that we're friends with, uh, Q108. And they've, they've taken the rock thing and they've flown high with it. So they're doing great with it. We'll leave them to that and we'll do what we're doing right here on HGB Canada. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to play you the first track and I'm going to call up John. This is I Can Sleep Anywhere. Now, John is from London, Ontario, just down the road from Brampton. I'm going to start saying all these Ontario names with a really wicked, wicked East Coast accent. You watch. So anyway, John is uh, uh, just got this new single out. Um, he's a singer-songwriter, uh, classed as folk. Um, so we're going to give him a call and see how he's doing and what he is up to, maybe... He's close enough by. We might be able to get him in studio doing live. How's about that, folks? It's going to happen one of these days. Just got to get myself organized. All right, so this is his track called I Can Sleep Anywhere. And you know what? I think he wrote that just for me because I pretty much can sleep anywhere too. Some northern Ontario town I was further from home than I felt I sang with some strangers I drank with them later Next morning the road stared me down And all of the hours I spent on the road Outnumbered the people that came to the show But it could be my last So I'll play at full blast And I'll Pack up my gear and I'll go Cause I'd sleep on the floor Every night of my life Just to do what I'm doing tonight Oh, I'll live in my car And I'll play empty bars If I'm singing And hey, it's alright Some living room, missing my friends. I grabbed my guitar and I left. I felt so alone, I was so far from home. Yet I know I'll be back here again. And all of the hours I spend on this stage, 
At every gate where I do get paid Well, they're worth it, my friend Cause one day I'll be dead But these songs are always here to stay So I'll sleep on the floor Every night of my life Just to do what I'm doing tonight Then hey, it's alright Oh, I can sleep anywhere I don't even really care A floor and a pillow is alright And you won't even notice When I leave in the morning Can I sleep on your floor John, is it Mirrorhead? Mirrorhead, yeah. okay. That's John Mirrorhead with I Can Sleep on the Floor, or I Can Sleep Anywhere. <laughs> I was just telling the folks just before I called you, John, I said, I'm pretty sure you wrote that song for me because I sleep in my car, I sleep on floors, I can sleep anywhere, sitting up, anything. <laughs> so totally, totally related right away. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, John, tell us, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Like, um, you're a singer-songwriter, and you're from London. I did fill them in on that. Um, but tell us a little bit more. Get, 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 let's get personal. Let's let's be like a gossip rag right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, my name is John Muirhead. Um, I am a singer-songwriter based here in London, Ontario. And um, I started writing songs... Uh, when I was in high school, I played in a few bands, um, much different than what I do now. Kind of, I was doing a lot of indie rock, uh, sort of some punk influence stuff. Uh, and then about four and a half years ago, I moved to London, Ontario from Georgetown, which we just talked about. And um, from there, I just uh, didn't have a band anymore, and I was still writing a ton of songs. So I wanted to give uh, the solo career a shot, and it's been, uh, it's sort of, took over my life I, I i loved playing acoustic music and from writing acoustic music i i really fell in love with with folk and uh i started playing a bit more and playing shows locally turned into touring and uh touring became a bit of a lifestyle and um here we are absolutely so you've been doing this for quite a while then yeah so um not too too long i started uh, kind of ex- experimenting with the acoustic stuff, I would say maybe about four years ago, and taking it a little bit more seriously for the last three years. Now, do you, are you self-managed? Do you just do it all by yourself, or do you get a team that helps you out with this? Um, I do it all by myself. Uh, with this uh, recent um, sort of single release campaign, this is my first time 
dipped my toes with uh, expanding my team a little bit in terms of publicity, but I do all my own bookings, my own management, my own social media work, and uh, I even filmed and edited my last music video for I Can Sleep Anywhere. So uh, a lot of it is uh, very independent and DIY. Now, do John, how far have you gone for like traveling around? Like you said, you're you're you basically got addicted to touring. So, what's the farthest you've been um, on your tours? So um, this summer, I went out to the East Coast for the first time, and I was uh, traveling around Nova Scotia. I was part of the the Via Rail Artist on Board program. Oh, so nice! I, uh, I played on the train, and that paid my way to get to the East Coast. And then from there, I uh, rented a car and drove around. The Maritimes, and then the furthest west I've been um, is Winnipeg. For I did the Winnipeg Folk Festival this past summer, and uh, I've got some plans in the works to get out west, but haven't been uh, further west than Winnipeg quite yet. That's really exciting. Like, I, I, I'm sad to say though, you probably didn't get to see Fredericton, New Brunswick, which is close to my hometown, because the Via Rail don't go that way no more. <laughs> no, yeah, so. Um, I just drove around. I did a lot of shows on, um, I did Halifax, and I did a small town called Shelburne on the south shore of mm-hmm. Nova Scotia, and then I went through um, the Annapolis Valley in a, a really cool spot called Temple on Queen in Bridgetown, mm-hmm. Nova Scotia, and then uh, circled back and did Halifax again, and then uh, the train took me right back home. So it was a short little trip, but it was a lot of fun. I can imagine. And do you have a girlfriend? I do. How, did she go with you, or did she just hang back? Um, we, no, we actually weren't uh, together at the time, so I was uh, I was riding solo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was, um, th- this relationship's new to you then? It is, yeah. And is she a fan? She is a fan, yeah. <laughs> which is always good. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you said you were in a, like kind of like a punk rock band before and now you're doing solo um now were you writing music you said well i think you did tell me you were writing music then too did you play any um of your own tunes with the band when you had one yeah so um the band i was playing in uh was sort of my first time uh, dipping my toes in the water of songwriting and it's where i really found that i, I had a passion for songwriting above anything else with music and um i wasn't singing at the time very much other than a a little bit of background so um i was writing the songs and then um having our singer sing them uh which was really cool and uh um you know definitely more of a collaborative experience than um a lot of my solo work right now but uh uh, yeah i was i was writing sort of uh, more indie rock and uh, punk rock songs and just uh sort of letting them sit with the band let me ask you this. Um, I'm, I'm a songwriter as well, and this is something that I personally want to know. I hope the listeners want to know, too, that they're out there listening about songwriting. Something I want to know is when you write a song, do you have a genre in mind, or do you just write for the sake of writing and then create it to be what genre you may wa- think it should be later? on the song um every song is different sometimes you can come up with a melody or kind of rhythmic thing that you think oh that would work as uh you know uh, a folky song or that would work as uh you know more upbeat rock song so i think a little bit the 
as the song progresses for me, the the instrumentation that I that I want to hear sort of starts to come alive from there, and that would dictate what genre it is. But I think that the sign of a of a good song is that one that can sort of be dressed up in any genre and still hit just as hard. So um, sometimes I, I think that the song um, is just kind of for me a lot of it is just getting that framework and um, playing it as a solo artist would make it sound a bit more folky or acoustic based but I think that uh, a good song is a good song regardless of, of the genre too. So for you what would you say is your biggest challenge now as being a, a solo artist and you know you it's a lonely place in a way and it's a wonderful place in a way because you know sometimes it's difficult to get the collaboration if you want it um, and, but other times it's like great nobody's telling me what to do or how to think so I can just do what I feel is important what are some of the challenges and um, um, successes that you've you've noticed now that you've you're into a songwriter's position yeah so I think it's always kind of a push and pull between the freedom of, of being of having a solo project but then also the sort of isolation that comes with that as well so um, one thing that I really like about being a solo artist is that you know, every album I can work with different artists, different producers, um, have, you know, different uh, people co to come and collaborate with if I do want that, um, which is nice. I've had sort of a different band playing with me. Uh, a lot of my recordings will have some instrumentation, as you might have heard um, in the tracks that were played earlier. But uh, so I have the, the freedom to work with people that I want to work with and, you know, play the places that I want to play and uh, I don't have to worry about scheduling too much um i can just sort of look at my own calendar and and book a, a whole tour from there which is really nice but then the challenges that come along with that is that uh you know you don't get as much of the camaraderie um as when you're playing with a band for years and years um and uh sometimes you know your your songs sort of um lack a bit of that uh you know that extra uh, oomph from you know having uh, a full band with you at times too so you know yeah. what you're the first person that i've talked to in a long time that actually used oomph like i do <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah. i thought maybe i was alone in the world for sure but now i know john's with me <laughs> yeah that's so true what the word means, but everybody everybody knows what it means exactly it's the feeling behind it right it works yeah it is very difficult. I, I remember I was, I was I was on tour last spring for um, a short tour. I just did the, the circuit around uh, from Windsor, London, and just a, you know a few songs each. I was on with a, a team, and we were we were doing this tour, and it was really difficult as a singer songwriter uh, getting up there because I was with metal bands, for example, and they were coming up and playing. And I was, you know, doing my three or four tunes, you know, my 20 minutes worth. But it was like so intimidating sometimes because I'm like, I know most of the people here probably came to see this, you know, hardcore metal band. <laughs> they didn't come to see the singer songwriter. But it was a really great experience because what it did is it freed me in, in a sense that um, I, I knew I could stand on my own with my own music, with my own songs. Um, despite whatever venue I was playing it, there was always going to be people that liked it. And there's going to always be people that don't like it. How do you, um, how do you deal with, 
uh, the insecurities that come as a songwriter and where to play and, and you know, which songs to sing, you know, the whole nine yards that we always go through um, when we're trying to prepare a show and we really don't know who is going to come see us. We don't know what that crowd energy is going to be like. Yeah, and I think that that's um, unfortunately something that I'll always deal with a little bit as a songwriter, um, but it's something that I, I try to work to uh, to get better at and to, to sort of just be confident in um, in my own songs because I know that there's always been a time when I'm writing that I've that I've liked the song enough to finish it and release it and, and put it in the set list. So, um, you know, sometimes I think that... Um, just just being confident when you get up there and uh you know know that uh, you've prepared a good show and sometimes there's a bit of a temptation to uh to change something last minute because the crowd seems a little bit more chill than you expected or the crowd seems a little more rowdy than you expected and sometimes those gut feelings are good but for the most part i try to just uh you know stick with uh stick with what i know and stick with uh what i know that i like and just uh, hope that it resonates with people and that's really all you can do as an artist, I think. I heard somebody say in the other uh, couple of weeks ago, and I was talking to another artist on the show about this, you know, where they said we, we get it uh, because we're, we're trying to move art into the business world. Sometimes what happens is things become upside down. So then we become more business and we become more than we are artsy. And uh, really, uh, that's where we'll end up failing. And I, I seen what his point was. And even though you have to take care of business, it's if you lose that ability to connect to your own material or to connect to, you know, covers, if even if you're doing covers, if you lose that passion for the song and for the, um, uh, to bring it across as a real life experience to the audience, um, it doesn't matter that your technically skills are, are amazing. Those things don't matter because you're not connecting to that audience anymore. You're just performing. You're not entertaining, which brings me to my question. I seen this on Facebook the other day, and I said, I want to ask artists this. What do you consider as the, the elements of being a good entertainer? What has to be there for somebody to say, that they're a good entertainer. I like going to see their shows. Wow, that's uh, that's something that I've, I've thought about a lot, and um, it's a hard question to answer because there's there's so many different small things that, that add up to it. Um, I think that the first one would be passion. Um, I always want to see a, a passionate performer, um, you know, regardless of genre or even the art form. You know, just seeing that there's there's passion and something beyond, you know, just going through the motions uh, is something big for me and it's something I try to uh, implement in, in every show I play it's, uh, you know sort of tap into the the reason why I started playing music and um, at some shows that's harder than others but I think that's something I always try to do and um, you know I think I think a little bit of novelty as well like something something new something uh, that you don't see at every performance you know whether that's just a a cool way of getting the crowd engaged to a song or you know, something to kind of bring home and say, oh, I saw a cool singer-songwriter, they did this. And, you know, something that makes them stand out. I think that's always something that makes me remember artists um, a lot more and uh, makes for a memorable night. So, and other than that, I just think, um, you know, when you can tell that someone's believing in what they're doing, it uh, kind of goes hand-in-hand with passion. Uh, that That's a big one for me as well. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm so glad to hear you say those things because I think as, because even though we're, you know, singer-songwriters, we're also fans of other people's music, you know, and, and we do listen to other people's music. And there's something that always draws you to it. And uh, I know we're going to be doing a lot of these shows and eventually, and I was really getting excited about this when I found out how close you were, um, eventually, um, when I find out where you're going to be, I'd like to come and actually bring the radio station with me and do a live show with the, you performing. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then we'll just broadcast it and we'll chat and we'll talk to the venue owners and we'll just, you know, we'll just really bring it home to people that uh, may not be able to come see you. Um, some people live far away, of course. We have listeners in Germany. They can't really come see you. <laughs> well, if they're rich, I'm sure they could. <laughs> but Maybe one day I'll be out there. That's right. That's right. So that, those are the types of things that, that I want to do for artists is get out there and, and see them in their element as well. And um, this song that I picked to close out the show on, I just YouTubed you and I said, mm, what's he got out there? And I like this song. It's called Passenger Side. Can you tell me a little bit about that one? Yeah, so Passenger Side is a song that I released earlier this year um, in April. And um, the song is about sort of, you know, sometimes you get that feeling um, that, that the best days are behind you and uh, and sometimes you feel a little bit stuck. So the, feeling is about, the song is about sort of defying that feeling and, uh, you know, um, and sort of just the escapism of uh, you know leaving somewhere and uh, sort of starting fresh somewhere else and maybe not actually following through with that escapism but just sort of dreaming of a better place and a better time. Yeah, I think that's probably why it resonated with me, you know, because <laughs> some, sometimes we do feel like, and I'm sure, does this ever bother you? Yeah, I know you're younger than I am, so I won't ask you your age. I'll be polite, but... <laughs> Does it ever bother you? Because it always bothered me growing up and being a young adult. And, you know, people would say, well, you're too young to have, to feel like your life passed you by. Or you're too young. And it, it always bothered me that people would say those things because we're, we're all going through our ageisms um, and our experiences at different rates. You know, and sometimes even young people lose opportunities that they can never get back. You know, so I mean, there is loss in that, so to speak. And that's why Absolutely. that song kind of resonated with me. It's like sometimes we we get into those places where we feel like, well, <laughs> you know, what what's what is there? Because you know, I don't feel like there's any more opportunity that I can you know aspire after in that area. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that you know um, when you're young and uh, you kind of you get to see you're sort of living through you know parts of your youth fading away, and and uh, you know you're you're entering new responsibilities and and yeah, seeing opportunities leave that that'll never come back, or um, you know you start to miss the the simplicity of of your recent past, and uh, yeah, I also had that feeling even within that you know. Maybe as a as a young person, I shouldn't be thinking that you know the 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 first line of the chorus is maybe this is it and what we have is all we get, and um, 
you know, I thought maybe I shouldn't be feeling those things, but uh, they all are valid, and I, I think that they have the potential to resonate with people of all ages. Absolutely, and I think that is the the thing that I love so much about folk music and singer-songwriters is they don't mind exploring these things and, and reminding us that we're, you know, where we come from and where we're at emotionally, physically, whatever, mentally. Um, and it's almost like a, the unseen friend that you'll never get to meet, but they understand where you're coming from. For sure. Absolutely. Now, John, I want you to, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm, we are getting down on time. And there's another show, I think, coming up behind me. I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's my station, but I don't even know half the time. <laughs> but I wanted no to <laughs> I wanted to make sure everybody knows where to find you online. So could you tell everybody? Uh, yep. So the best way to contact me and to stay up to date, um, I have an email list, which you can find on my website, which is johnpmuirhead.com. That's J-O-H-N-P. M-U-I-R-H-E-A-D. Um, and then on Instagram and Twitter, it's at John P. Muirhead as well. Uh, same spelling as the website. And then Facebook, it's just John Muirhead. Uh, you search that and you will find everything you need from videos to live uh, music and uh, concerts and everything else. Awesome. Now, folks, don't forget to go like the HGB Canada page. Join our group. It's called HGB Canada Interactive. Because that's where you're going to find links, names of the artists that you hear on the show so that you can go scope them out a little bit better. You know, we're not going to remember um, off the air. Um, that's just the way we are. We'll hear it and we'll forget it. So if you have that visual, you can always go and refer back to it. So sign up for the HGB Canada page on Facebook. We also have a webpage, hgbroadcasting.com. So go find us, and uh, we'll make sure that you see these artists. There will be some reviews and whatnot up there. And I want to thank you, John, for joining Carla's Coffee House tonight. And I'd like to do this again uh, more in-depth, and uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a great friendship from here on in. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I'd love to come back and chat some more. Okay, let's do it. We'll do it in the new year. How's about that? Perfect. All right. Thanks, John, and you have a great evening. Thanks, you too. Okay, bye now. Bye. So that was John Muirhead, and John is just next door to, well, he grew up next door to me, over here in Georgetown. We're going to take you out on on this song here called uh, Passenger Side. Get a little listen to John Muirhead. Thank you for joining Carla's Coffee House this Tuesday night on HGB Canada, and we will see you Sunday night at 7 p.m. I know you're thinking that we were better off back then How quick desire ends then begins again I feel the same way Truth is it never goes away How poorly good things compare to the good old days 
Homesick for yesterday But maybe this is it What we had is all we get I don't believe it Let's leave tonight I wanna drive till the streets end with you In the passenger side Remember dreaming Before our days were means to end How quick our routines Fall from future to the past tense This town is changing But not the way we thought it would Are we complacent? Visit our neighborhood Though we do what good neighbors should Maybe this is it What we had is all we get I don't believe it Let's leave tonight I wanna drive till the streets end with you In the passenger side Drive till the streets end